In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Child Roland to the Dark Tower Came by Robert Browning from an Everyman's Poetry selection of Robert Browning's poetry. Child Roland to the Dark Tower Came 1. My first thought was, he lied in every word, that hoary cripple with malicious eye askance to watch the working of his lie on mine, and mouth scarce able to afford suppression of the glee that person scored its edge at one more victim gained thereby. 2. What else should he be set for with his staff? What, save to wait day with his lies and snare all travellers who might find him posted there, and ask the road? I guessed what skull-like laugh would break, what crutch gin write my epitaph for pastime in the dusty thoroughfare. 3. If at his counsel I should turn aside into that ominous tract which, all agree, hides the dark tower. Yet, acquiescingly, I did turn as he pointed, neither pride nor hope rekindling at the end descried, so much as gladness that some my end might be. Four. For what with my whole world-wide wandering, what with my search drawn out through years, my hope dwindled into a ghost not fit to cope with that obstreperous joy success would bring. I hardly tried now to rebuke the spring my heart made, finding failure in its scope. 5. As when a sick man very near to death seems dead indeed and feels begin and end, the tears and takes the farewell of each friend and hears one bid the other go, draw breath freely outside, since all is o'er, he saith, and the blow fallen no grieving can amend. 6. While some discuss if near the other graves be room enough for this, and when a day suits best for carrying the corpse away, with care about the banners, scarves, and staves, and still the man hears all, and only craves he may not shame such tender love and stray. 7. Thus, I had so long suffered in this quest, heard failure prophesied so oft, been writ so many times among the band, to wit, the knights who to the dark tower's search addressed their steps, that just to fail as day seemed best, and all the doubt was now. Should I be fit? 8. So, quiet as despair, I turned from him, that hateful cripple, out of his highway into the path he pointed. All the day had been a dreary one at best, and dim was settling to its close, yet shot one grim red leer to see the plain catch its stray. Estray. 9. For Mark, no sooner was I fairly found pledged to the plain, after a pace or two, than, pausing to throw backward a last view o'er the safe road, t'was gone, grey plain all round, nothing but plain to the horizon's bound. I might go on, nought else remained to do. 20. So petty yet so spiteful, all the long low scrubby elders kneeled down over it, drenched willows flung them headlong in a fit of new despair, a suicidal throng. The river which had done them all the wrong, whate'er that was, rolled by, deterred no whit. 21. Which, while I forded, good saint, how I feared to set my foot upon a dead man's cheek, each step, or feel the spear I thrust to seek for hollows tangled in his hair or beard. It may have been a water rat I speared, but ugh, it sounded like a baby shriek. 22. Glad was I when I reached the other bank, now for a better country, vain presage. Who were the strugglers? What war did they wage? Whose savage trample thus could pad the dank soil to a plash? 
toads in a poison tank or wildcats in a red-hot iron cage. 23. The fight must so have seemed in that fell cirque. What pen them there with all the plain to choose? No footprint leading to that horrid muse, none out of it. Mad brewage set to work their brains, no doubt, like galley slaves, the Turk pits for his pastime, Christians against Jews. 24. And more than that, a furlong on. Why, there? What bad use was that engine for? That wheel, or brake, not wheel, that harrow fit to reel men's bodies out like silk? With all the air of Trophet's tools on earth left unaware, or brought to sharpness rusty teeth of steel? 25. Then came a bit of stubbed ground, once a wood, next a marsh, it would seem, and now mere earth despite and done with. So a fool finds mirth, makes a thing, and then mars it, till his mood changes, not he goes. Within a rude, bog, clay and rubble, sand and stark black dearth. 26. Now blotches rankling, coloured gay and grim, now patches where some leanness of the soils broke into moss or substance like boils. Then came some Palsied oak, a cleft in him like a distorted mouth that splits its rim, gaping at death, and dies while it recoils. 27. And just as far as ever from the end, naught in the distance by the evening, naught to point my footstep further. At the thought, a great black bird, Apollyon's bosom friend, sailed past, nor beat his wide-winged dragon pen that brushed my cap. Perchance the guide I sought. 28. For, looking up, where I somehow grew, spite of the dust the plain had given place all round to mountains, with such name to grace mere ugly heights and heaps now stolen in view. How thus they had surprised me, solve it you, how to get from them was no clearer case. 29. Yet half I seemed to recognise some trick of mischief happened to me, God knows when, in a bad dream perhaps, here ended, then, progress this way, when, in the very nick of giving up, one time more, came a click as when a trap shuts. You're inside the den. 30. Burningly it came on me all at once. This was the place. Those two hills on the right, crouched like two bulls locked horn and horn in fight, while to the left a tall scout mountain. Dunce, dotard, dozing at the very nounce, after a life's been training for the sight. 31. What in the midst lay but the tower itself, the round squat turret, blind as the fool's heart, built of brown stone without counterpart, in the whole world, the tempest mocking elf points to the shipman, thus the unseen shelf, he strikes on, only when the timbers start. 32. Not see? Because of night, perhaps? Why, day came back again for that. Before it left, the dying suntan kindled through a cleft, the hills like giants at a hunting, laid chin upon hand to see the game at bay. Now stab Nan the creature, to the heft. 33. Not here? When noise was everywhere? It told, increasing like a bell, names in my ears of all the lost adventurers, my peers, how such a one was strong, and such was bold, and such was fortunate. Yet each of old lost, lost, one moment knelled the woe of years. 34. There they stood, ranged along the hillsides, met to view the last of me, a living frame for one more picture. In a sheet of flame I saw them and I knew them all. And yet, dauntless of slughorn to my lips I set, and blue, child Roland to the dark tower came. Thank you. 
And onto the commentary for Child Roll into the Dark Tower came. There's a note underneath the title in this collection of Robert Browning's poems. It's called, this says, C. Edgar's Song in Lear. Um, and I asked around, and apparently, even if you are familiar with Edgar's song in Shakespeare's King Lear, it apparently doesn't help that much. It helps a little, apparently, I'm told, but, but not a great deal. Certainly not enough to go and warrant rereading King Lear, or reading King Lear, or going and watching an adaptation of King Lear. Um, which is interesting because I noticed a lot of like those the poets did it with all referencing some obscure song, and you have to be that poet to actually get the reference they're alluding to, or you, a Browning scholar, I guess, might have a better idea. What I really like about Browning's poetry, I mean, the guy he was writing in the late middle late eighteen hundreds, um, is it's that poetry that just sounds like poetry. It, you know, the, each line has a quite a strict meter, and uh, each stanza has a set rhyming uh, scheme to it. I mean, with Browning's poem, every stanza is its own section, which is why there's 32, 32 sections. There's 32 stanzas in this, 34 stanzas in this poem. Um, it's sort of, it's, I mean, apart from the, you know, the, archaic language, you know, it's 200 years old, or 150 years old. It's poetry that, and I know I harp on about this, but it's poetry that looks like poetry, it sounds like poetry, it reads aloud like poetry. Um, and while, as a poet, I'm glad that we don't stick to such strict uh, meter and lines, there's just something about that old style of poetry that is much more rewarding in some ways to read than the more than the modern stuff. That sort of broken line prose that people defend by saying art is art and you can't judge me for lacking any sense of poetry but still calling it poetry and they're so calling it art and so you know you have to be some kind of Nazi to turn around and tell them that their terrible broken line prose is is not poetry. And I I mean Robert Browning Child Roll to Dark Tower came isn't arguably the best example of why that sort of old structured poetry is better than modern poetry. Um, but when you read something like, when you read Robert Browning or you read those sort of older you know, poets sort of a hundred years ago or so who do write actual poetry, you know, there's, there's meter on the line, to the line, there's a rhythm, there's a rhyme, there's a sense of something happening that wouldn't happen if you told the same story in prose. You couldn't tell that story in prose as quickly as Browning does, and conceal as much meaning as Browning does while still telling a story. Um, Stephen King wrote a, a post-apocalyptic sci-fi fantasy series called The Dark Tower, which leans heavily on Browning's poem. Um, and that, that series easily has to be two or 3,000 pages long. And that's not including the ton of, content, of comic books that were written after the series to sort of supplement and fill out and bulk out the series. And that's one of the reasons why I chose Browning's poem. Apart from the fact I just like the poem, even though I don't really know what's going on in Child Roll into Dark Tower came. 
it just sounds like poetry, so it's quite easy to read aloud, because if you know the story, you know the line, you can read it, and it just moves along. It encourages you to read it. And in fact, because this is so well written, it is quite hard to slow down, because you just get caught up in the rhyme and rhythm and the meter, that you just want to keep going. And which is why I guess it's good that he split up into 34 sections, because you have to stop. You have to say, this is section 14, and start again. And I like the fact that you don't really know what's going on in this poem. Um, even the even the end, you know, child roll into the dark. It ends as it begins. Child roll into the dark tower came. He doesn't come to the dark tower. He hasn't arrived at the dark tower. He came to the dark tower. So that kind of odd, you know, odd use of tense in the in the writing and the way he's done it. It's really quite interesting, and I I hope you enjoyed my reading of it. Um, thank you for listening. As ever, I really appreciate it.